beef tits. <laughs> we couldn't even. We couldn't even just start the episode. We couldn't, couldn't even start the episode. We already are on to titty beef. <laughs> titty beef. Is it titty beef or beef tits? I like beef tits. All right. Because it sounds it's like fine. beef tips, but it's not. <laughs> this is not for your children. No. I hope you're not listening. Well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe you're really open with your kids. Don't be that open with your kids. I mean, Maybe depending open with your kids. depending on how old they are. Yeah. You know what? Age age matters. But you know what? I don't have children, so I cannot give you child advice. Yeah. You know what? Rule number one, never take child advice from us. <laughs> Just don't. We don't know what we're fucking talking about. Yeah. Like, if you want advice about dogs and cats, we could probably do it. And guinea pigs. And guinea pigs. But, yeah. like, not not kids. Not, kids. not actual children. We don't know. Because we talk about beefy tits and shit like that that we shouldn't talk no. about. This is why so, we can't also, don't play this when you are with your children. If they're very young. Yeah. If they're, like, teenagers. Actually, this might be a way to get your teenagers to clear out of the room because they probably feel really awkward right now. Also, this might be a good way to start the talk with your kids. All right. Do you need us to have the talk with your kids? <laughs> it, right. will, it will go disastrously. Sit your kids down. Are they sitting down? All right. So here's the deal. There's a bird and there's a bee. And for some reason, the bird wants to fuck the bee. Yeah. I guess. Yup. That's... Is that bestiality? <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Can you be bestiality-ish between If, if you're a beastie... If you're already a beastie, oh. can you participate oh. in bestiality? I don't oh. know. Questions. All for- right. Well, here, we can't have a talk with your kids anymore. Little Susie, little Bobby, <laughs> get the fuck out. I have questions for myself right now. Come back later. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Rock Candy. We're normally, we are your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music, stories and tales told by us to your ears. But this week, we're your child's worst nightmare. Or yours. Or everyone's. We're everyone's worst it's nightmares. It's probably everybody. Yeah. And we're your hosts. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And actually, no. This week, we are bringing you the last episode of 2019, rounding up the year with our best of 2019 episode. Giving you some pop ditties. Pop ditties, <laughs> which is not the same as beef titties. <laughs> pop ditties and beef titties are two very different things, people. But we we don't have the time both. to explain it all to you. Figure it out. I know you're smart. You guys got this. You listen arguably, to us. You are smart. And arguably, you probably think you're smarter than us. You probably you're are. you give us a one-star review. You are like in the middle of that, aren't you? I mean- You are on your iTunes right now being like, these ladies- are crude and they're so negative and they don't like anything and they're just millennial bra burning bitches and feminist but they're also prudes but they're also like really vulgar wouldn't be the first time somebody said that about us yeah you know what i'm owning it yeah taking it back we're taking it back we are we are prudes yet also entirely too much information yeah all right you know what 2019, taking it back, lighting it on fire, and then pissing it out. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't even care. I've had a lot of this beer, and oh I'm my God. good. Yeah. Let's let's be real for a hot second. This year has been an actual dumpster fire. It really has. Like, mostly on a personal level. But, but definitely, like, on a global scale, not great. The Amazon's burning. Is the Amazon still burning down? Australia certainly burned down. We don't have koalas anymore. Yep. And also, we don't have coral reefs anymore. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. And, like, 
Also, just on a personal level, we dealt with a lot of really shitty, terrible things. We did. And I think one of the only things that got us through this year was just music. And this podcast. Yeah. Because no matter what, uh, I had to do this podcast. And it's... (laughs) But, like, that sounds terrible. But (laughs) no matter what, I fucking had to do this podcast. But I did. (laughs) And it gave a sense of normalcy, I guess. No, it totally did. So... Like, hey, do you want to just, like, do some notes and then we'll just... We'll record an episode. I know things are terrible, but let's just do it. Yeah, but also it's a way to get my mind off of the fucking bullshit that was this summer. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that this podcast was, in a weird way, my savior. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks. You know, right up front, thanks for listening all year, guys. Yeah. Or even if you're just listening now. Thanks. Also, thanks to Pantheon Podcasts for uh, For, helping us. For being like, hey, do you want to come on board with us? And we're like, are you sure, though? Have you listened to our podcast? But wait a second. But wait a minute. (laughs) Have you listened to us? And if they have, and they did, and they, and they liked, liked us. us for some fucking reason. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a weird year. Like it has. I would say, seventy five percent hot garbage. What the fuck am I still doing alive? And twenty five percent, like actually, that was pretty amazing. No, seventy five percent was like hot garbage, and then I'd say another twenty uh, percent was garbage. I would like to light on fire, and then five percent was like good times. <laughs> Yeah. That's about yeah, that's, that's, that's about good. Pretty, that's mathematically that 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 checks. Yeah, that makes sense. That works. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a year. But we're um, not here to talk about the shit times. Yes, we need to we need to just like power forward. We can do this. And you're looking in the future of 2020, but before we do that, we have to go back. We have to round up 2019. We got to round up 2019 cuz it's been a year for music too. Can we talk about Billie Eilish? I don't want to. I don't either. I just don't understand her. Like, I don't dislike her, but I don't get why everyone likes her so I much. I kind of feel like Billie Eilish is, like, my stick in the mud. This is... Yes! She is the thing that is preventing me from understanding what the kids like these days. Right, because I don't really get it. I don't get it. I don't... I don't think it's bad, but I don't get why everyone's like... Billie Eilish is the best artist to ever come out ever. And I'm like, she Wait. just kind of mumble sings. Wait, is this is this like our Nirvana? Like, remember when like Nirvana came out, everyone was like, I don't get it. This is just noise. This is garbage. And we're all like, no, this is fantastic. This is everything I'm living for right now. And it was it wasn't because they were particularly great. They weren't they they weren't ri- very good songwriters or musicians. Period. Like, but eventually we did get Dave Grohl. We did get Dave. Was a whole different beast. Yes, Chris Novoselic and Kurt Cobain were They're good. Fine. They were good They're musicians. Fine. They were good songwriters. They, they just weren't the greatest. It just so happened that they were at the right place at the right time with the right kind of music. Yeah. And it was different than everything we had been put through with the 80s. So everyone latched onto it and was like, this is fantastic. And we're like, but, and everybody older than us yep. was like, no, it. it's not. I don't get it. But Kids I, but, these days. But, but that's, that's, that point you bring up is exactly why I don't begrudge her. Exactly. I just don't get it. I don't get it. But I don't begrudge her. <laughs> I don't She's get also it. a kid. And I'm not going to listen to it because I don't think it's very good music. 
But I fucking understand, I guess, why people like it, because she is completely different than anything else that's out right now. She is the antithesis of Ariana Grande and yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I get it. Yes. However. But I also don't I get it. I fucking hate her music. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't. I nothing, nothing about it is that shiny to me. I can't. I can't get with the like mumble singing. Yeah. I know she's a good singer. I know she is a very good singer. But she but... doesn't actually sing. Right. She just mumbles everything and I don't fucking understand it. Yeah. Again, I don't begrudge her. And like maybe there's going to be that single or maybe she changes her like style a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, sh- all right. Yeah. There it is. That's and it. also, I do not begrudge her for not knowing who Van Halen is. Because who cares? She is a 17 year old girl. I didn't, when I was 17, I didn't know about every single classic rock group that there ever was. No. You don't know. So you know what, Billie Eilish? Don't go fucking Google Van Halen. You're not going to like what you find. No, you're not. And just keep doing what you're doing. I'm sorry I don't get it, but I'm sure you're a good person and you just do what you got to do. It's fine. You're speaking to the masses and you're not an Ariana Grande type, so I'm here for it. Right. In my own way of not being here for it. <laughs> but yes, that was our one hot take of the year because she's fucking blown up this year. And I just really needed to talk to somebody about that because I'm like, I don't get it. But it's okay that I don't get it. I yeah. just don't get it. I don't get the kids these days and their their pop musics and shit. But I try to have a, you a know little what I, pulse, you a know little what? finger on the pulse. You have fun. Pinky on the pulse. Yeah. That's what I got. All right, so that's enough of our hot take. That's enough bullshit. That's enough bullshit. <laughs> um, before we get into it, I would go into our beer, but it's it's nothing you can buy. That that is true. This is very special beer. We are drinking really special beer for a really special occasion, kids. Uh, good friend of ours, friend of the show. His name's Chris, local to us here in the uh, Capital District area, and he brews beers just for funsies and gave us a little batch he's got two beers that he gave us and one is called cheeky elf and the other is called yule lord and the cheeky elf is made with amber vienna and gambrinus malts flaked oats honey ginger and cinnamon Ooh, it's a lot that's a description it's a description and then the yule lord is made with amber gambrinus biscuit malt flaked oats honey Heather Tips, Ooh. which are different. That is a really good stripper name. Heather Tips. Heather Tips. Yes. And Mulling Spices. That's not a good stripper name. <laughs> but like, I kind of want that to be my but stripper name that would be name my now. stripper Mulling Spices. I'm have coming up on the stage, Mulling Spices. <laughs> and you're just like covered just in sweaters and scarves because oh you're so cold. You're so cold. It's so or you're cold just, or you're in just here. A sp- uh, or you just have spices on your boobs because you're a spice rack. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just have a backpack on that's just a, a giant spice rack. Yeah. Your signature move is shaking all of the spices yep. on the audience. Yep. Oh my god. I have come up with an entire routine for this in my head. This is fantastic. Yeah. No, I'm here for this. Mulling Spices. New stripper name. <laughs> Claiming it. <laughs> but actually, these beers are quite lovely. Yule Lord is definitely my jam. Yeah. This is a very Christmassy beer. Oh, delightful. Yeah, no. You know what it is, too? It's like, it's perfectly, like, light. It's like, oh. Like, there's almost like a citrusiness to it. Mm. I really like it. Thank you, Chris, for the beers. Thank really you very much. appreciate it. And also, like... Because we're just kicking it. 
shouting out to last year, we are still drinking from Mass Landing, Gunner's Daughter. Every time I go to one particular beer store in Rochester, uh, I find it. And I basically buy them out of it. Yeah. Because no, she does. I don't it's know. Ridiculous. I don't know if they're going to ever stop making it. I hope they don't because it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's it's it still makes me happy. If we were allowed to pick um, our favorite beer for 2019 and have it be the same as 2018, we I would have picked it yeah. again. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, but. I guess with that, we can go into our favorite our favorite beer of yeah. 2019. Yeah. Which, although I kind of cheated. Why? Because I didn't know what beer to pick. So I ended up just like, my favorite brewery of this year is Night Shift. They oh, yeah, have yeah, yeah. not done us wrong. Didn't you do the same last year? No. You, p- you picked Dewclaw. <laughs> but you, pick I think you shouted out Dewclaw as being the best brewery of last year. I think year. I shouted them out as the best brewery, but I think we both unanimously agreed yes. that Gunner's Daughter can, like, fuck your mama so good. It gets all the D. It gets all the D. Yeah. All of it. Um... No, I just I couldn't pick a favorite beer this year. Yeah, because we had a lot of really good ones. You know what? Yeah, like I know we complained a lot and said like we had a lot of like oh fucking IPAs, but we had a lot of of really good beers too. And that one decadence one. Oh my god, the mochi, yeah, the cherry blossom decadence. You know, if I was to pick like a single beer, I could say decadence puts out a cherry blossom that has mochi in it, and it's and it's an IPA, and it was good. And also the death does not taste like an IPA. No, it doesn't. And no. also the Destiel Funkin' Groovin that we drank mm. for the basis episode. Yes. That was a sour IPA and it was flipping fantastic. I think this year we have learned that IPAs are really good when you do something different with them. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, if you're if you're coming in here and throwing me a can of IPA and it's like, bruh, this is straight Christmas tree, bruh, bruh, yo, drink all this, like, fucking yo, bruh, hops. You can take that fucking can and shove it up your ass because they ain't gonna drink it. No, like, I don't, I'm not here for hops. I'm here for taste. This year, especially. <laughs> not Pine Sol. I am really into uber flavor bullshit. Yeah. Did you, like, fill this up with sweet candy yams and marshmallows? Yup. I had that beer on Friday. It was pretty good. A little sweet for me, but still pretty good. I think that's a good segue into my favorite beer mm. because it's very unconventional. Mm. So my oh, yeah. my favorite beer of the year was not one that we drank for an episode. It was um, Stoneyard Brewing's Lilac beer. Yeah. I think it was a wheat beer. I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure you're right. But yeah, I saw it in a beer store and I was like... Beer made out of lilacs? What? No. Wasn't it at the Rochester Beer Store? Yes, it was at the Rochester Beer Store. I need to go to here. It was... Oh, that beer store is fucking amazing. I love that place. Um, It's called Beers of the World. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, go fucking go there because I mean, they have like everything beers, you could possibly want. If you don't like beers, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, if you don't like beer, don't go there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you like beer, go there. If, if beer's your jam. Yeah go there um but yeah it's the lilac beer though and it's it's not necessarily that it tastes like lilacs as if i know what lilacs taste like (laughs) but it just had that floral essence to it and it was very light and crisp and springy Mm. and it wasn't overpowering with fake flavor or anything it was just perfectly spring and God, do I hope they make another batch of that and release it next year because I will be on it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm here for that. And if you're ever out in Western New York, 
stop at Lockport in New York and uh, visit Stoneyard. They're great. Tell I think them, it's in Lockport. Tell them the rock candy sent you. Tell them the rock candy And they're going to look at you like, what the fuck is rock candy? Do you want a beer or not? Shut the fuck up. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't know who we are. No. Shout out to Stoneyard. Yeah. <laughs> For not knowing who we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good. That's good. Good beers. Good beers, good times. Here's to here's to hoping we get more good beers in 2020. I'm sure we will. Sure. It'll be fine. Fucking fucking <laughs> better. Fine. Yeah, I guess we bullshitted you guys long enough. We can get to the real p- meat and potatoes of the matter now because I'm sure everyone's sitting here like, so are they going to actually talk about music today? Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, we are. <laughs> we are. We are. So we each picked five of our favorite singles that came out this year. Mm-hmm. And, or I guess songs. I don't know. I would say favorite I songs know, because... I don't know if singles are even like a thing anymore. I guess they are, but they're not. They are. Yeah. But what I did was I picked my favorite albums and picked my favorite song from the favorite albums. Oh, see, that's that's good. I So they're not necessarily singles, but... I initially went in actually with like a really heavy, sad, like... Not sad, but just a heavy playlist because it's been a heavy year. Yeah. And then like after going back and forth with you, I was like, I can lighten this up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can bring a little bitness. So I just picked the songs that I've like heavily been listening to. Yeah. I I was actually disappointed with myself when Whoa. I first started <laughs> because first of all, I couldn't even find, I couldn't like think off the top of my head five albums that I really enjoyed this year. Like. I really dropped the ball when it came to listening to new albums from hmm. bands that I was really into or trying to even discover new artists. I seriously dropped the ball. Hmm. Um, full disclosure, I haven't even listened to all of Tool's new album. That's at right. All. But I I remember I talked to you about it that like a month ago when you were like, I still haven't finished it. I still haven't finished it. But like it. also, what does that say about Tool's new album? <laughs> It's Tool's new album is very Tool, and yeah. uh, but you've been I, there, done that. I have been there. I have done that many times. Yeah, and I just need I need like a solid hour <laughs> of my life where I'm like cooking or oh, baking ooh. or something so that I can listen to it while I'm doing that stuff. I bet Tool is a really good band to cook to. Yeah, they are, hmm. and I just haven't had like. A meal yeah. <laughs> that's taken Proper. that long, that's that's had that much prep time. So you, you guys got any good recipes to cook to tool to <laughs> give us give us a shout out? That'd be great. Yeah, I'm thinking when I hunker down and do a lot of cookies for Christmas or something. That's when I'll listen to tools tool ha- album like Tookies. beginning to end. <laughs> Tookies, yeah. Just just all the Fibonacci sequence. All of my sugar cookies are just going to be in the shape of a penis wrench. Amazing. <laughs> That's Fantastic. exactly what everybody wants. As you, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Right. Well, I mean, I think we both still have pretty good standard playlists. I think we run the gamut. That's good. Yep. Very Variety is the spice of life. So why don't we go ahead and we start off. Why don't you have you kick it off, madame? So <laughs> most of my choices are going to be progressive metal because yep. I listen to a lot of progressive metal this year, but not you Tool. Did. Progressive metal, but not Tool. Um, so, so you my- did branch out. A little bit. <laughs> so my first pick is going to be Throw Me an Anchor by Baroness. 
sometimes hard to pin Baroness down. No, yeah, seriously. Yeah. They got that hipster metal label early on, but the band is so much more than that. They started in Savannah, Georgia in 2003 and quickly became known as a driven and hardworking metal band. Yeah, I could see that. It hasn't always been an easy road for the band as their DIY approach to everything, including releasing albums on their own label, is decidedly difficult. Yeah. They also had to start over basically from the beginning in 2012 after a really horrible bus crash in England. The bus they were traveling in fell 30 feet after (gasps) driving off a viaduct. The recovery was agony, both physically and mentally. As a result, drummer Alan Bickle and bassist Matt Maggioni received broken vertebrae. Oh my god. But vocalist and guitarist John Baisley received even worse injuries. Because he was sitting up in front of the bus at the time of the crash, he suffered a broken leg and a shattered left arm. But his arm was essentially broken backwards. Like, when he woke up from the crash... So it broke. What's the bone in your upper arm? Is that your tibia? That's not your tibia. Is that the femur? Nope. That's in your leg. That's in your leg. I don't know. (laughs) 100% proof you should not be asking me. Yeah. The bone bone in his upper arm. Is it ulna? I don't know. That's in your leg too, I think. I don't know. I fucking, I don't know anatomy. Nope. But, um. There's a doctor out there screaming at us right now. Whatever. (laughs) I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. So that bone in his upper arm was broken, which bent his arm backwards. Oh, my God. So his arm was like at a 90 degree angle from his body backwards. And when he woke up, he had to re-break it the other way so he could have it in front of him. Yeah. It was a fucking horrible accident. That's awful. And he, like, had to, they had to reconstruct his arm. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, he still drums. No, he's the guitarist. Oh, I thought you said drummer. Nope. My bad. The drummer and the bassist had yep, yep. fractured vertebrae. vertebrae. He had a broken leg and the broken he's still arm. still drum or guitarist with an arm like that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It took a while, but with intense physical therapy, Baisley was able to play guitar again. Bickle and Maggioni left the band shortly after the incident, subsequently replaced with Nick Joss and Sebastian Thompson. They also recruited Gina Gleason on lead guitar, and she has an amazing resume herself, mm-hmm. including being an original cast member of Cirque du Soleil, Ooh. and has played with the likes of Carlos Santana, Smashing Pumpkins, and Brendan Small. Oh, Fuck yeah. All right. Like 100% won me over with Brendan Small. Oh, yeah. She is a fantastic guitar player, too. And just she fits in the band so fucking well. It's Mm -hmm. like she has always been a part of the band. Oh, that's so rad. And her contributions to Baroness are a plenty in Golden Gray, which is what this song is from. Mm -hmm. And it's all for the better. They prove that they can be all genres all at the same time and make them into a beautiful rock album. And this album truly is beautiful. Baroness proves that they can take screeching metal, technically advanced prog rock, graceful melodies, and pretty harmonies, throw them in a blender with a bit of acoustic ballads, and serve us all a damn fantastic musical smoothie. Damn, I really do need to listen to more Baroness. You really do. You're missing out. And this is a pretty sweet jam. I mean, this album is really fucking good. I think you would really like their Purple album. Ooh. It's it's their most accessible, but they don't skimp on the, the substance. 
there's, even though there's still some beefy tits in there there's beefy tits in that baroness album oh good all right well then i'm here for the beefy tits yeah titty beef what was it beefy tits beefy tits beef tits yeah because it's cheeky elf so he said beefy tits I chose to highlight Throw Me an Anchor because it's the song on the album that describes Baroness's sound the best, but all of the songs work together to create sonically advanced experience. Yeah. Truthfully, I think I Do Anything is the most gorgeous song on, on here, but it's truly a toss-up for best song overall. There's Ooh. so many good ones. There's like 17 tracks on this album. What? And some of them aren't like full songs. Some okay. of them are just like intermissions, which seems to be a thing with them, which is fine. It's good. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I Do Anything and Already Gone are fucking superb songs. Nice. So good. Yeah, I will check them out. I know I like Baroness. I know I don't give them enough of a chance. And you've played, and every song that you've played for me that's by them, I do like. So I need to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, you do, Maggie. I'm the fuck's sorry. taking you so long? So do you, listener. It's been a year. So. It has been a year. Yes. But it's funny that you talk about intermissions. Because yes. that does tie in. To my first pick for best of 2015. Oh. Which is Amanda Palmer's Drowning in the Sound. Much dancier than her previous stuff that I've yeah. heard. This is uh, probably on everything from this album. This is probably the most. I don't want to say energetic, but it is like it, it electronica hits. kind it hits. of thing. Yeah, it smacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's and smacks. <laughs> it's, what's the fucking frog? Smackums. <laughs> who's the fucking frog? What's his name? Smacks? Smacks. I think it's just Smacks. But maybe the frog's name is Smackums? I don't remember. No, the cereal was Smackums, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Snackums? (laughs) Smackums. I don't know. Smack me. I don't give a shit. Smack my bitch up. (laughs) It's just Prodigy. It's that fucking frog as the guy from Prodigy. May he rest in peace. Yeah. So... If I'm being honest, while I've always been cognizant of Ms. Palmer, mm-hmm. I've known a few of her tunes, you know, with her, the Dresden Dolls, and I with listened, Andrew Weber. I definitely- not Andrew l- Weber. What? What's his name? The guy from Dresden Dolls? Yeah. I do not remember. I don't know. I listened to them way Somebody back in who's college. a big fan of Evelyn and Evelyn is fucking screaming at me right now. Probably. And I'm so sorry. It's not that we don't like them. We just don't remember his I name. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm going to remember halfway through the episode and I'll scream it. It'll yeah. be fine. But I also know that she's Neil Gaiman's wife. Yeah. And that's pretty rad. Like, good I for you, girl. Quite good like for you, Neil man. Gaiman. Like, Good match. Good job. Yeah. I've just never really done a deep delve into her work. Yeah. Drowning in the Sound is the first single off her latest album, There Will Be No Intermission. See, it ties into yours. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And actually, funny thing, it's also got a butt ton of tracks, but a lot of them are intermissions. Like little, oh, like 30, like 40. vignettes. Yeah, like little vignettes between each song. And they're very pretty. Hmm. So I highly suggest it. She is a very, very skilled piano player. Oh, she is and, a beautiful pianist. Um, 
Yeah, she's a great composer. So I have a lot of respect for her as just a musician in general, even if I don't particularly like some of her music. This album really portrays that. Yeah. Very well. Mm -hmm. So if if I were to suggest an album to you, I think you would get into this. Mm -hmm. And also, too, because this whole album, this song and the whole album just addresses nothing but heavy subjects. It is like... Buckle up when you listen to it, especially if you're in a place. I want to say within the last couple of years, one of her best friends passed away. I think one of her friends had cancer. Yes. That's, she kind and of she was there with him when he passed away. Because yeah. I remember reading like a blog post she did or something that described like the day she was with him when he died. It's, and, yeah. Yeah. That, well, was, that was even before the bullshit of our 2019. Yeah. So, like, like, and she definitely... She really covers so much in the world of serious topics. I mean, this album covers an abortion. Um, it covers miscarriages. It covers the troubles of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I'm like, yeah, my parent, my mom friends, I've heard them say this shit, and like that's the shit that makes me terrified to be a mother. Yeah. Um, she covers death. She covers suicide. She covers like just that ultimate loss this song in particular kind of covers a more of a generalized how society has been um talking more about politics and it covers anything from like climate change to the me too movement and how just you can tell listening to it she's really trying to address the fact that we drown in the sound we drown in the social media we drown in the media coverage of things we don't ever look at the big picture we just get stuck on the little facts that get thrown at us and shouted at us and like and don't look into it any deeper than confirmation that. bias and yeah. anything that we can find like that we can grab onto and i really liked that about the song and it felt very genuine and very much like yeah this is what like yes our 2019 was shit but this is also why things are shit right now mm-hmm. and she wrote it during hurricane harvey during the whole bullshit that was happening with puerto rico and how like everything was being handled by our government or not handled (laughs) more like that and yeah they're just they're all things that affect every person on this planet you know everyone has strong feelings about it but i would 100 percent say listen to this album it is so good and the other thing that you really get from it is a strong sense of empathy and i think if you're not a big Amanda Palmer fan or you don't know much about her, you get a good sense from her that, like, maybe I don't know what you're going through, but I feel for you and I love you and I want you to get through it. But also, it's nice to have that, um, I'm not, I'm not just shouting things at you. I'm not just <laughs> shouting, like, you're doing things wrong, society is doing things wrong. It's like, I understand why they're doing things wrong. Yes, that's very much the sense I get from this album. There's a very big difference. And I think because she goes into so much of her personal feelings that she comes across incredibly authentic. Mm -hmm. So I love, I really like this album. I got to give it another listen. And that's something that I kind of struggle with her sometimes. Right. Is that, like, I know she's a really good musician and a songwriter and a singer and everything, but... There are times when I would get frustrated dealing with listening and watching her because there was always something that was that I thought wasn't authentic yeah. about her. But I think with her solo stuff, it's probably a lot different. I think her solo stuff's way different. Yeah. I would 100% say that. 
And I think that she's gone through enough life bullshit where now you listen to her and you're like, I get it. And though. she's a lot older now than she was when she was in Dresden Dolls. Oh, yeah. And they definitely. Jason Weebly. <laughs> Knew you do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason Weebly fans. This I is a Zachary Quinto moment all over oh again. <laughs> Jason Weebly, Zachary Quinto, Who's Rock Candy Podcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this album. It's good. The song's good. Everything's good. Do it. Listen to it. <laughs> Let's move on. But also, you should listen to my next pick. Yeah. Which is Bat for Lashes, Desert Man. You should, though. Too. Oh, it's such a wonderful. I've given him a surface dive. It's such a wonderfully dreamy song. Yeah, I fucking love it. And it's pretty. I really love her voice. She has a very, very good voice. It's beautiful. So, Bat for Lashes is the brainchild of singer songwriter Natasha Khan. She was born to an English mum and a Pakistani father Ooh. and grew up in Rickmansworth, Hertfordshire, England. Yep. That is the most English town I have ever heard of in my life. I'm from Rickmansworth, uh, <laughs> England. Yes, I am. Rickmansworth, Hertfordshire. That's, I, well, I don't even know what the fuck I was just trying to do. I'm sorry. I don't know either. Woof. Her father, whose name is Raymat, I think, sure. R-E-H-M-A-T, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Okay. He is a squash player, and his family is well known in the Pakistani squash circuit. Huh. And, but her father left her family when she was 11, and she suffered bullying, bullying in school because of her race. Oh, that's Naturally, some bullshit. Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, this led to some lashing out and refusal, refusal to go to school, but music was the one thing she found cover- comfort in. Can I fucking talk? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Eventually, she graduated from college and became a nursery school teacher? Huh. Question mark. But continued working on her own music in her spare time. And she released her first album, Fur and Gold, which is a fucking fantastic album. If you don't know Bat for Lashes and you need a good introductory to it, Go listen to that album. Nice. It's so fucking good. All right. That was released in 2006, and she has released four albums since. The latest is 2019's Lost Girls, which this song is from. Mm-hmm. And Natasha said it was inspired by 80s pop culture and music icons like Cyndi Lauper and Bananarama. Yeah, I can, which I feel I can like see that. This is like the quintessential like 80s kind of offbeat I feel like teen somebody, movie I feel like this song. is like somebody took maybe like The Cure and like Till Tuesday and mushed them together and made a song. And then put it on like the Stranger Things soundtrack. Yeah. 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 Ooh. 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 I'm feeling that. Ooh. Feels nice. But yeah. Dip my toes into that. This song is really good. If you want to get lost in some atmosphere, listen to that fucking song in your headphones. All right. Yeah. No, you're right. I got to listen more Bad for Lashes. 100%. But el- what else we, we do need to do? Because we 
It's a longer episode, but we do need to take a break. Yeah, we do. A real quick break. We need more beers. Probably got to pee. Why don't you guys do the same thing? And we'll be right back. Yeah, go pee. And we're back. Hi. We're back just in time to get into my next pick for favorite of 2019. And I think if you've been listening, you wouldn't be surprised when I say that <laughs> it is Rammstein's Deutschland. Still fucking slaps, man. This fucking song still fucking still slaps. slaps. God, this is such a like. If you're not amped right now, I don't know what to tell you. This whole goddamn album slaps. It really does, though. We talked about it briefly in our Rammstein episode, and I still stand stand by all of the things that I said. Yes, I'm still here for all of it. If you want to know what we said, you should go back and listen to our Rammstein episode. It was not that long ago. It really wasn't. You can it was do only it. A few weeks ago. Come on, guys, you got this. It's high energy and very classic Rammstein, but doesn't feel or sound dated in any oh, way. Oh, it sounds fresh very much. Fresh, Hot, pop very and fresh. Much. It's, it's, it's a, a pop ditty. It's a pop ditty. Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Those German boys are managing to keep relevant without taking away the elements that made them popular in the first place. Which It's good kind for of them. like they went back to them, scrambled them all up. And then made a new thing out of them. Yeah. And they, they it's a, a word jumble of an album. <laughs> it is, though, I guess. Like they sure. played Boggle with their own musical influences. And perhaps Mad Libs. <laughs> Both at German the same Mad time. Libs. Whoa. 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 Pump the brakes. <laughs> it's all sausage wow. to me. Like in that episode, we discussed the controversy surrounding the video where they depict the hanging of prisoners in Nazi concentration camps. Which, I still don't agree with them getting the business that they got. They got the business because everyone's like, they're making light of the Jews getting killed in the Holocaust. And it's like, no, they're, they're oh, not. Oh, yeah, no, 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 They're no. 100% not doing no. that, though. Yeah, no. To truly understand the video, you have to understand the lyrics. When translated, it certainly comes across as someone who's trying to come, come to terms with Germany's history and being able to say that they love their country. Yeah, it's Despite kind of like all of the wolf shit that Germany yeah, did. Yeah, it's kind of like a love letter to a very troubled country, right? Because I mean, mostly on the surface, I think people are like, "Yeah, Nazi Germany," but it goes way beyond that. I mean, well, hearing... unfortunately, uh, <laughs> when people hear German history, the first thing that they go towards is the Holocaust, which is, I mean, rightfully so. Which it was pretty I understand abysmal. That is the biggest and most horrific thing that has ever happened in in. World history. At, like, in recent memory. In yeah. recent, you know, hundreds of years or whatever. But I mean... But Germany is a whole lot more than that. It is a whole lot more than that. Um, And, I mean, obviously, as Germans, they're going to depict more than that. Yeah. When you hear the lyrics against the scenes of the video, if you actually understand the lyrics, um, 
it's like not only do they depict Nazi Germany, but also the early days of the Romans before Germany was founded, mm-hmm. both world wars, the Red Army faction, the Golden Twenties, etc., etc. Like all these really fucked up times, even within the past couple centuries. Yeah. And there's a rich history in this country for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that these guys have really complex feelings on their country they grew up in east germany mm-hmm. during the berlin wall they aren't nazis they're not these crazy weird you know communists and they have pretty liberal views these guys like went to russia and made out on stage to be like yeah. fuck you for not being okay with gay yeah. people and that's that's a big problem that we as americans have in viewing germany yes is that anybody with any sort of um infamy notoriety or celebrity is going to get that oh well are you a nazi label but also can we fucking pump our brakes that's what i'm saying like no i mean like we we don't get to do that anymore yeah oh oh Oh, we don't get to do that anymore oh we do not get to do that no we get to we get to shut our fucking mouths now and sit the fuck down because we're definitely not on a great road ourselves exactly um, but it's it's not fair for anybody just because these guys make quote unquote aggressive music and they right. happen to be from Germany, they get this Nazi label. That's not fair. It's not. Especially because there is a language barrier because Americans can't even feign the thought of learning another fucking language. Right. To be able to understand them and realize that they are not condoning this part of their country's history. Right. They're saying, no, this is very wrong. They're, they're very And con- also, we're, we're not a part of it. Yeah. They're always making statements. They're a very thoughtful band. Again, go back to our Rammstein episode. And I actually commend them for not making those statements in English. Right. And you know what? To top it all off, finish all up, you know what? It's really funny. Because these guys are fun. These are a they fun are. group of guys. And I found really interesting that this is only their second number one hit in Germany. Do you know what their first one is? Wait, wait, wait. Is it Sauna? It's Pussy. (laughs) 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 These guys are fun. They're not fucking Nazis. Knock it off. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm not, I'm done trying to like convince you. And they're not saying I hate you or no. you hate me. No. They're saying you, you have, have me. me. The song's about divorce. It's about him divorcing his wife and how he still loves her. So Shut what the you're fuck saying up. is that I should put this on my the divorce playlist. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What what you got up? What you got up, friendo? Oh, we're gonna slow it down. Because we're gonna down. we're gonna go for an oh. acoustic ballad. All right. This is You Have Stolen My Heart. By Brian Fallon. So you have. You have stolen my heart. Yes. Thank you. Because everything slows in my bed. And I watch you fall across the floor. And the night came as it went. I could swear that I knew you before. And maybe on another night, we were lovers in another night. Or maybe. Isn't that such a nice song? <laughs> that voice. He's got a really nice voice. Mm. 
it's funny because he his voice reminds me of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and like they, a young Bruce. And they are both from New Jersey. It's that Jersey voice. Jersey voice. Jersey voice. So you may not know the name Brian Fallon, but I don't. but you may know a band called the Gaslight Anthem. I do. Brian used to be the lead singer and guitarist for Gaslight Anthem. And now I know. Now you know. <laughs> I was really afraid you were going to say he was related to Jimmy Fallon. Oh God, no! Thank you. Well, no. Thank oh you. no! 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 No. <laughs> but um, he went solo when the band went on indefinite hiatus in 2015. Oh. Since then, he's released two mostly acoustic and ballad-driven solos, and this song is off of his soon-to-be-released third album, Local Honey. You gotta get that Local Honey. You can't get the the worldwide honey. Don't go I don't to know. that grocery store bullshit. I don't want that great value honey. I, I want don't. That local I honey. don't want any honey that comes in a jar shaped like a bear. Oh shit! Fuck off with that bear honey. Wait, what if it's just a local honey maker? Who bought a bunch of bear bottles. Well, that's their mistake. Oh, shit. Ashy still ain't gonna buy your honey. No. Now I know. Mason jar, nothing. I really want a shirt with the fucking bear, the squeezy bear with uh-huh. honey on it. it squeezy just says, bear. Ashley still ain't gonna buy your honey. <laughs> that should be our fucking show Ashley, don't squeeze that shit. <laughs> So anyway, while that album won't be released until 2020, this song was released this month, so I'm counting it. Oh no, this 100% counts. Yeah, I did the same thing with Taking Back Sunday last year. You did. They're, they had one song that they released in 2018, but the album wasn't released till 2020, so it fucking counts. And this song is beautiful, and fucking Brian Fallon makes me cry every goddamn time. Like, he can't, he doesn't even have to be talking about anything that directly relates to what I'm going through. <laughs> it's just something about his voice and his songs. You kind of want to cradle him in your bosom. I do. Like, sh- sh- He's adorable, okay. too. So, yeah, I would You're do it. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. Just cradle my bosom. It's fine. Just hang out in my beef tits. <laughs> hang out in my beefy tits. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody likes a good beefy tit. You right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm here for it. I think we're all here for beefy tits. I'm so sorry, Brian Fallon, for ruining your song with my talk of beefy tits. He was like, that was a really nice song, and you ruined and it. And I ruined it with beefy tits. Well, now I can't sing that song live anymore. And then we'll go see but Brian Fell, and he's like, I had this song called You Have Stolen My Heart, but I can't perform it anymore. But these assholes ruined it with beefy, beefy tits. tits. And I'll never be able to sing it But again. you should also go and check out his other shit, because it's really good. And also the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, I they're like, like the Gaslight Anthem. They're a solid rock band. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And And the ballads that are on the Gaslight Anthem's albums mm. are very reminiscent of this. And they always make me cry, too. So. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The Gaslight Anthem's pretty decent. I don't know a ton about them, but, like, what I've heard on the radio, I do like. Gaslight Anthem, some of their songs, when I hear them, they bring me back to a specific time and place. Usually it's, like, spring or summertime when I can first roll the windows down. Oh. And, like, you can drive around and it's really... There's something about springtime music, man. Yeah. Some of that springtime music. Gaslight Anthem and the song Summer Man by Taking Back Sunday. Always roll down the windows. How is the new Taking Back Sunday album? There isn't a new Taking Back Sunday album. Well, I thought there was. 
was this year? Was that last year? No, uh, last. Th- well, this past year, technically, they released their 20th anniversary album, right. which is basically just oh. a greatest hits with two new songs. One of the songs I had on last year's yes. uh, 2018 playlist, and I love it. The other song, I'm like, meh, it's all right. I feel like it's always like that with a greatest hits album, and they always give you two new singles, and one's like, this is a fucking jam, and the other one's like, this is a fucking throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was kind of a throwaway for it me. Happens. It's It's not <laughs> the... I don't think they have bad songs. They just have songs that I'm not super into. They're not going to amp you like the other ones. Yeah. But you know what might amp you? What? Is my third pick. Oh. Which is Joy Wave. Oh, I like Joy Wave. I know. Blank Slate. Let me take a little bite. Help me zero out my mind. I become electrified. Off onto another ride. I have you to thank for liking Joy Wave as much as I do. Well, thanks. <laughs> no, you're welcome. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Who's on first? I made you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, genuinely, you didn't really, because you genuinely did. Like, I was always aware of who they were, but you had a bunch of songs on a playlist. And I'm like, yeah, this is really good. I remember, this is really good. I remember a long time ago telling you to listen to Joy Wave because you were like, meh. Whatever. And I'm like, no, they're really fucking good. And then I did. And then you've listened to a bunch of them on my playlist. And I was like, oh, shit. But then I went and thanks Spotify. I was like, hey, I heard you listen to a couple Joy Waves. Here's here's their newest releases. Here's and I'm like, more. this shit's a fucking jam. Yeah. I'm really, really into Joy Wave now. And you know no, what? If they come up here, we need to see them. But you know what? He's from Rochester. Oh, maybe they'll go and we can go to the Jenny. Jenny. Cream ale place. <laughs> the Genesee Brewery. That's yes, the baby. Can. I, I can't talk anymore. No, they came around like last year sometime, but nobody wanted to go with me. Was it like a bad day? No, just I don't think anybody wanted to go with me. Also, it was Upstate Concert Hall. And, oh, and, like, once you say Upstate Concert Hall, we're all like, yeah, that's like, nah, do we have to though? That's like the worst venue in our area for real. Guys, just send us a lot of money and we'll open a new venue. Please, I would love to do that. Shout out to Andy at the V Spot. We will. We want you to come in with us on yes. this. Please do. We know you would. I have lofty dreams for this kind of thing. Oh my god, lofty as fuck. Indeed. Well, just last month, Joy Wave released this song as another single to amp up the hype for their next upcoming album, which is currently untitled but slated for a 2020 release. This band has teased the next album to be a bit darker than their usual fare. I'm here for No, I'm here for it. I'm mm. here for it. Well, it deals with a lot more personal issues of anxiety and possession. This, alongside their other single, Obsession, <laughs> are clear signs of what to expect from their f- upcoming LP. Blank Slate, specifically, is about giving yourself to someone completely and allowing yourself to be changed. And how scary that can be and how much more likely you are to get hurt when you lose yourself, your sense of self in a relationship. And it definitely has an eerie vibe to it. There's layers of haunting sounds accompanying this light keyboard part played in that minor key. Yeah, it is a little bit more dark than yeah. their previous stuff. This and Obsession are definitely darker than what I'm used yeah. to from Joy Wave. 
The song kicks up pretty quick, though. And if you're not listening to the lyrics, it might just sound like an upbeat jam to you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Joy Wave song. But according to lead singer Daniel Armbuster, which I did not know his name was Armbruster until I looked it up and I'm like, that's an amazing name. Armbuster or Armbruster? Armbruster. Ah. Daniel Armbruster. Got it. The song reminds him of Skeletons. Cool. Like, can I hear that too, though, with the little, like, keyboard part at the beginning? It kind of reminds me of, like, Harryhausen Skeletons. Yes. Like, what is, who is it, Jason and the Argonauts? Yes. Oh my god. Dancing. Yeah. And they like have that little jingly sound. Yep. It's just the same thing. However, he claims this is only the second or third creepiest track on the upcoming album. So maybe a spoopy album's in order for us. Maybe they'll make it on our Halloween episode 2020. Ooh. I mean, try it, Joy Wave. Vibe for that spot. You can do it. Bring it. Yeah. So. Yes. I guess I don't think you can guess. Who my next artist is going to be. Actually, I'm surprised that he ranked this low. I didn't do any sort of ranking. I know you didn't. But also, yes, this guy's definitely on your list. Yeah. Did you guess it by now, listener? Did you guess. Do you know who it is? Did you guess. Do you I, would, I would really like for him to just sing into my vagina. Oh, please. Please, please do. Please sing in our vaginas. <laughs> it's, this is Hear Me by Devin Townsend. Townsend can do whatever the fuck he wants. He really can. I'm here for it. Whatever you want to do, you know what? Do y- it. You want to do that opera about dicks and vaginas? I'm here for it. Oh Are we still waiting on that? We're still waiting on that. Still waiting on that, Devin. I I don't know if he's going to do it. You should, though. He really should. I Consider really, it. I would really, really like for him to do it. But I have a feeling that some of the songs that would have ended up on that Ended up on Empath. I'm sure they fucking did. Yeah. So the whole point of this album, the album is called Empath, by the way, and it's a Devin Townsend solo thing, not Devin Townsend Project or Devin Townsend Band. Devin Townsend Band is done. It's over. As far as I know, as far as I know, the project's done and over and it's just solo. Okay. I think. Probably. But anyway, the whole point of this album was to take all of the different influences, sounds, and styles Devin has been inspired by throughout his career and put them into one overarching theme. Oh. And the song Hear Me is basically all of those influences, sounds, and styles shoved into one six and a half minute song. I can hear that, though. Yeah. I can hear that. The last song on this album was supposed to be that it was supposed to be like the summation of the entire album but i think Mm -hmm. this song does a better job of that i think but it's basically the entirety of the album empath into one song damn at first it sounds totally chaotic if you're not used to extreme or progressive metal genres then this is going to sound like spastic noise yeah but the more you listen to it the more you realize how unbelievably meticulous it is. Oh, yup. 100%. Devin might sometimes be a spaz case in real life, 
But when it comes to his music, OCD doesn't even begin to describe (laughs) his approach. So while it seems totally random to follow this song up with a totally Disney-esque number, Mm -hmm. like Why, which is... How you know this song I is know this the song, like become, before, the song, song that before comes why. before why. Then, and then include a reggae-inspired Borderlands. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Baby Kitten Noises in the title track. Or, no, Baby Kitten Noises in Genesis. I'm sorry, not yeah. the title track. For Devin, this is all par for the course. It is, though. This is, this is very what I really Devin. like about him. And we're going to see him soon. And I'm really excited to see him. Full. The, full. Full Devin. Full Devin. I'm here for full Devin. Not even lying. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully that show is going to land on my top 2020 yeah. list. I'm sure it is. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's going to be at a venue I've never been to before. So That's true. Lots of exciting things coming up. Coming new. Coming now. I mean... That's that's how you start January 2020 off, is with the Devin Townsend show. And as long as the fucking building doesn't get set on fire, then it's going to be a fantastic yeah. show. Yeah. Let's, let's keep our hopes high here. <laughs> keep them high. And uh, yeah, I don't. I have no good segue for that. Uh, let's just go to my next song. There this we go. song is also on fire. So- I don't know. I hope not. Is it? This is. I mean, as in, I think it's, it's fire. As in, it's a hot. Like the kids are saying, like, "Yo, that song's fire." It's pop ditty. I, this is a def indie pop ditty. Okay, indie pop ditty. I've never heard it before, so all right. It's by the Heavy, and it's called "Better Is One." Okay, I have notes. You have notes. First of all, these guys should open for Fitz in the Tantrums. <gasps> but no, that would be Fitz in a- the Tantrums should open for the heavy. Co-headlining. Mm. I don't care. That would be a banger of a show. It would, but only if it's in the tantrums doesn't do any of their new songs. Yes. Like, if you stick to your first two albums. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all you it. get. That's all that's you get. That's all you get. You do not get anything past more than just a dream. That's it. Because, woof. <laughs> Can we talk about... I would have loved to put Fits in the Tantrums on my fucking list, because they've put out new songs this year. But they're not They're not pop ditties. They're just pop now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Just because you put hand claps in your song doesn't mean it's going to be a good I know song. that, like, unfortunately, I do want to clap along. I do. it's a weird disease that I have where I have to clap along the yeah. songs. It's called the clap. I have the clap, guys. <laughs> but it's not the clap you're thinking of. Yeah. Not the same clap. Not the same clap. But yeah, no, I... Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be a banger. For not, you're right. That would be a good concert. Yeah, it would be. But second note. Um, yes. Where's Bruno Mars? Because it seems like he should be in this band. I think Bruno Mars wants to be in this band. Bruno Mars wants to be the heavy. He's not the heavy. No. Um, Bruno Mars is the heavy when Mark Ronson like, just like slides up and he's like, yo, you need some help, bro. And and like Bruno Mars is like, I do, though. Sick burn, Maggie. 
Sick yeah. burn. Come for me, Bruno Mars. <laughs> Let's fight. Actually, I don't actually don't like He's a Bruno very Spine. tiny man. You don't have to do much to no, fight him. I, don't. I could just pick him up and be like, I put him on my shoulder like, all right, let's go, Bruno Mars. <laughs> and then it'd be the super Go, adventures. go, Bruno Mars. <laughs> i got super adventures of Bruno Mars. I love it. That's what we need. I actually do not begrudge Bruno Mars. I'm sure he's a I lovely person. I don't either. I mean, that he one song like was good. He seems like a fun dude. Yeah, that one song was really good. He I like it. He has that 90s bop with Cardi B, and I'm like, all right. Oh, I don't know that oh, one. Oh, it's, it's actually like a legit 90s bop. I don't listen to new stuff i know that's why i'm here because i got a pinky <laughs> on the pulse lizzo is as far as i get that's with the new far stuff with you but actually i have a lot to say about the song we've already okay. said a okay. lot about the song okay. get into it and now i've discovered like actually yeah all my picks are pretty in-depth like uh-huh. socially and thought wise because if you actually really listen to the lyrics of the song it's about unity it's a deep thinking kind of year. It has been a deep thinking kind of year. It hurts. I don't like it. The Heavy is a soulful, funky rock band who's been releasing solid jams for the better part of this current century. You probably know them for their essential pump-up jam. Hi, like me now. Yes. Yes. I know that fucking song. <laughs> I know you know that song. Yes, I know that song. And sure, this song is a bop for sure. But the band is definitely trying to get at a deeper message for the masses. It's pretty obvious from the title Better as One that they're addressing the deep divisions that have developed throughout the human race in our current times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whether it be on a national scale or even between social groups, we've reached a point where the idea of coming together in unity seems nearly impossible. Lead singer Kevin Swaby says the inspiration for the tune, quote, bear with me, this is a long quote, With the world becoming smaller by the day and facts and history becoming readily available, it's a huge personal concern that people choose and cherry-pick alternative facts as a means to fuel ignorance. I remember waiting with anticipation for the days after the horror that was Charlottesville. I was shocked, but definitely not surprised, at the response from the commander-in-chief. From one podium to millions of TV screens, such a job requires a leadership for the country to be proud of. That didn't happen that day, but better as one did. And from that fucking event in Charlottesville, they started to come up with this song. Mm -hmm. Kevin began to come up with the lyrics while freestyling with his daughter at home. That's adorable. Fuck you. That's adorable. I know. And it's also similar to how he became up for the beat with it years earlier. He just had this beat that he was just toying around with with his daughter. He just didn't know what to do with it. And then have these lyrics and just adorable father of the fucking year man he really is though like they sound like a cute little fucking family and better as one is the first single off their newest album sons which just came out this year great album highly suggest listening to it and through it they hope they can preach the message that we aren't going to get through the world's problems unless we come together hmm. so yeah that's that's my social commentary of the year motherfuckers <laughs> try to be accepting try to be open-minded you know we're not going to get through this shit alone. It's a shit show out there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Bring it that's down. that's putting it lightly. Yeah. No, seriously, though. It's a shit show. Yeah, it is. Well. What do you got for your last song, Ashley? Um, Nothing about social commentary, that's for sure. <laughs> like I said, I've been really apparently into the progressive metal yep. these days. That's your thing. Um. And there's this one band called Opeth who is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they put out a new album this year. Also fucking fantastic. I believe it. So if I had to choose one song off that album, it's this song. It's called Continuum. All right, let's do it. That kick in prog rock, though. Prog, prog metal. The prog metal, though, man. That kick in prog metal. And, uh, I don't really even know where to start with Opeth because they have such a long and deep history and oh. it's hard to write just a little about them. Okay. So I'll try. But anyway, they basically they started as a death metal band back in 1989 in Stockholm, Sweden. Michael Ackerfeldt has been the primary songwriter essentially from its inception. However, none of the original band members remain, and he isn't even one of the original members. What? Like That rarely happens. Yeah, there was, like, already this band, like, formed, and then one of the guys from that original band brought Michael in to audition as a bassist, and he didn't tell anybody. <gasps> so, oh my god! Stop. So basically, he was like, "Yeah, this is our new bassist," and then everyone else was like, "No, nah, that's fucked up. You didn't even tell us about this shit." And everybody else left, and it was just <gasps> Michael and the other guy. So they that's started the band all nuts. over again. Yeah, it was kind of funny though. Oh my god, <laughs> that is kind of a fun story. It's though, kind of isn't a funny it? story. And for a long time, Opeth was one of the most revered death metal bands around. Then in 2011, they released an album called Heritage that was arguably less metal and blatantly more progressive rock. Mm, I'm here for that. A lot of fans hated it and wondered what the (laughs) fuck happened, but others praised the directional change. I'm one of those people that likes the change. Yep. Don't get me wrong, their earlier albums were fucking brilliant too, but Incaudita Venenum which is the album this song is off of, mm-hmm. is so good that it's on mastery levels. Ooh. And the band even recorded a Swedish version, which is something of an anomaly because Scandinavian cool. metal bands don't often do vocals in their native languages. Wait, really? Yeah, they really don't. They they mostly do English to have a broader appeal. Huh. So to have an album that's has an English version and a Scandinavian version, that's you don't see that very often at no, all. That's pretty um, that's pretty impressive. But this album as a whole is is amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, they I, really I should give them a shot. They I mean really, I like what I'm hearing. They jerk themselves off. And you know what? Mm. I jerk myself off to this album because it is that fucking good. All right. I t- I'll I'll take your word for but, it. Granted, if you don't know who Opeth is, you haven't listened to them before this is not the album to go i was gonna say first the best album to start with um probably their death metal days i would start with their death metal days okay i would start with blackwater park okay that is a very very good album also it's blackwater park blackwater park it's the most goth of water parks it's a pretty goth looking album too all right but yeah that's a really good album and then Heritage and Afterwards is when they became pretty progressive rock. And I honestly think kind of for the better. 
you can mature in a sound and sound good with like there's a difference between like changing your sound to desperately stay relevant and change your sound to be like but i think we sound better doing this or that's just the logical progression or just how you're feeling at the time yeah. you can have a whole lot of influences or all of these other musical influences that change how you feel about the music you're making that's yeah. fine i think that's a nice sign of maturity and growth yeah and they didn't sell out try new things kids yeah they're still a good band i'm sorry they're not death metal enough for you anymore but progressive metal is just as fucking good i'd agree with that good for you opeth you get it you know what Treat yourself. Be good to yourself. Because my final pick would tell you to do those things. Indeed. A hundred percent. We're we're closing it out on a upper. Oh, I know. Oh, an upper. Because <laughs> we gotta have something to look forward to, guys. And I didn't do these in any order, but I will say, and my Spotify will say, that my number one pick <laughs> for 2019 is Lizzo Soulmate. But Lizzo. But Lizzo. <laughs> but like for a minute, guys. Lizzo. Yeah. Can we stop? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Men, if you can't handle this shit or like way too conservative women, you can't handle the shit. Get the fuck out of the room. Like, but Lizzo. Can we talk about how great Lizzo is? Because Lizzo's for everybody. She is, though. Yeah. And I mean, are you surprised this is my number one pick? No, I'm not. I had Lizzo all. on my list as last year. I got her again this year because I just fucking need this in my fucking life. And all of you do. Yeah. Lizzo just wins 2019 all around for me. She released the album Because I Love You this past April. And the whole thing is solid gold. You do not have to skip a track on that motherfucker. Mm-mm. Everything is good. Filled to the brim with messages on self-respect, feminism, accepting people despite their skin color or sexual orientation. It, it's just super positive and exactly what we fucking need right now. <laughs> but Soulmate spoke to me specifically on that real deep level. Because you know, like you actually know... Because you fucking, I don't know, you've been through the fucking ringer with me this year. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you get a divorce, you question a lot about yourself. And the first half of this year had me spending a lot of time reflecting on who I am and what I want. Then this song pops up and I felt as if Lizzo was in my head giving me exactly what I needed. She's like, yo, girl, you the one. It's like she knows. She knows. You you go marry you one day. I am going to marry me one day. I did buy myself flowers on Sunday. Hmm. I will marry me one day. And the whole thing is about discovering yourself and treating yourself as number one. And that's what you need to do. And that's something that I never realized. Mm -hmm. And not in some kind of BS narcissism way, but in a way that says, get your shit together. Because until then, how can you expect to deal with anyone else's shit? 
If you or, can't love yourself, how the hell you gonna love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Hell yeah. I mean, RuPaul's been saying it for years. What Lizzo brings to the table more than anything is authenticity. This song isn't some one-off that says, hey, love yourself. And then she goes back to either chasing some man in her next song and being all sad about herself. Nope. This girl is consistent. (laughs) Take care of you. Don't put up with fuckboys. You are a queen and you don't need any crown for proof. Unless you want to fuck with the fuckboys. Because that's what they're there for. You can fuck with a fuckboy, but don't let a fuckboy fuck with you. But it's your decision to fuck with a fuckboy. You are in control of the fuckboy. If the fuckboy can't hang, he run away. That's his fucking problem. If fuckboy can't fucking hang, he can fuck off. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, in... In addition to all of this, she's actually written articles on self-care where she says it goes beyond taking care of taking yourself to the spa. It's about taking time to be by yourself so you can accept yourself. She discusses the stigma of therapy in the black community and wants to help break that down. She's genuine in wanting everyone to find themselves and love themselves. Like that is her fucking message is like, you're beautiful. You're great. Love yourself. Treat people with respect. Treat yourself with respect. Let's fucking move. It must be fucking exhausting to be a champion for literally everything that is great and good. I can't. Like, she's my fucking, like, I'm an atheist? Nah. My god is Lizzo. Like, like patron saint of Lizzo. I am. <laughs> she's my new Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like, she is, like, the new person that I look to, and I'm like, and like that's how you need to live your fucking life. Maybe even a few notches higher than Freddie Mercury. Right? Because. Well, girl. it's not the 80s. Yeah. Let's, let's, we're, we're in a better time. Few, few steps up from that. Like, no album, no artist has spoken to me like this in a long time. And yeah. I'm just like, God, I fucking respect her. She makes me laugh. I want to be her friend. And, like, but I'm also, like. She fucking plays the flute. Go plays the <laughs> flute like a fucking boss. Yeah. Like, she's not even bad at it. She's really like, good at she it. She is the one person that actually benefited from playing flute in band in eighth right? grade. <laughs> what can't you do? Let me do all of these complicated dance moves while I play the flute. What can't you do? Do you take me seriously now? I take, I've always taken, oh my God, <laughs> I love you. But it is one of the few artists that have made me be like maybe everything's not terrible bullshit yeah maybe things will be okay maybe maybe like, someday <laughs> we'll get through we'll not, get through this not in like, 2019 but 2020 here we fucking come 2020 like beef tits out we're, we're <laughs> we coming for you we got nothing else 2020 beef tits out we're coming for you all right that's the motto those are our shirts got it we're wearing them on New Year's Eve. Beef tits out. We're coming for Beef you. Beef tits out. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our playlist for the year. Yeah. I think we have some solid fucking jams. I think we've got good songs that pretty much anyone can get down with. I did want to um have an honorable mention. Yes. My honorable mention mm-hmm. is Easter is Cancelled, the album by The Darkness. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I... Missed the darkness so much. I know. And I didn't even realize they put out a new album this year. They've had a 
uh, one or two albums in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and I just didn't know because nope. we are oblivious to the darkness in America. Apparently. Um, but they put out a fucking banger of an album yeah. this year. Easter is Cancelled is really good. And they put out um, their first single was Rock and Roll Deserves to Die. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> But it's a really good song, and the video is very funny because that's their thing. Funny yeah. videos. Yeah. And was it Ty- Tiger Taylor? Rufus Tiger Taylor? Rufus Tiger Taylor, son of Roger Taylor, yes. drummer of Queen. Yes. Is the Darkness's drummer. I just always so, like to bring that up because I like that connection. Yeah. And I'm sure we will do an episode on the Darkness we because do they need have. We give them the rock candy treatment. Yeah. They deserve it. We love them. They are a favorite of ours, and yeah. they have a pretty good story. So that's going to happen. That has to happen. Rock and Roll Deserves to Die is a good single. But also on this album, Heart Explodes is a really good song. They also have a song called Choke on It, (laughs) which is basically a Weezer song if Weezer continued to be good after Maladroit and the Green Album. Okay. So like it kind of it sounds like, like where Weezer should have gone after the Green album. Yeah. I think the Blue album and Pinkerton are two of the best alternative rock albums that have ever yeah. been made. Yeah. Um but after that it gets it's choppy waters after that. No, I genuinely do like the Green album. Yeah. I even like Owl, Island in the Sun. Oh f- no, fuck you. That's where it <laughs> all goes down. No. Song. It's a good summer no! song. <laughs> As soon as you put a song on any Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen soundtrack, you're done. I'm over you. Hip, hip, fuck off. (laughs) Hip, hip, fuck off. Hip, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't like the new Weezer album this year. I don't know if you guys knew that we didn't like the Teal album. Did not. We're here for it. Which sucks because Teal is one of my favorite colors. But the color, it's not even teal. It was like aquamarine. They couldn't even get the color right. <laughs> oh, shit. Called out wizard. That wasn't even teal. That was aquamarine. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. All right. That's, I guess that's enough of our musical hot takes for the year. Yeah, but. Maybe. We still have concerts to talk about. We can talk about the concerts that we've seen this year. I... Most of them I've seen with you. Yeah. And also we saw like some bands that i've really wanted to see for a long time mm. fleetwood mac oh my god i forgot that this that was this year because it was so close to the beginning of the year yep so we saw fleetwood that mac. was i can't believe how good fleetwood mac was we had garbage seats had and that show was amazing and like they are old <laughs> stevie nicks tried to twirl and she, she tried. did kind of twirl but i also was like but don't break your hip please but you know what Girl can't twirl no more. And that's okay. It's fine. She's twirled so much for all of us. And I don't want her to twirl anymore, especially means she breaks a hip. Yeah, I don't know how she's not perpetually dizzy now, but. And while we're not the biggest Lindsey Buckingham fans, I hope he is doing okay. Yeah, I hope he is too. However, I am glad I didn't have to see him. Yeah. 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 On that show. No, They actually still did wonderful with what they had. Yeah. It was still very good. So, yeah, we saw... That was a great show. We saw Fleetwood Mag. We saw Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. which was also a banger of a show. Um, and then we saw King Diamond. I can't believe how good he was. I can't believe we actually saw King Diamond. So. I mean, he is still rocking, guys. He's in his 60s, triple bypass surgery, and he is still... And he's better kicking. than ever. He's better than Hard. ever. 
such a good show. But you know what? I love that we went to that. I think one of my funniest shows is just the one that we went to where I was really excited to see Dance with the Dead and you were excited <laughs> to see Devin Townsend. And we both were like, but I like what you have to bring to the yeah. table. And none of us were there to see the headliner, which was Avatar, Avatar. which we didn't understand. Guys, Avatar's garbage. If it's you're listening terrible. to it, why? It's, you could do better. It's baby metal. Like it's it's a good introduction for your like fourteen year old niece or nephew who's yeah, yeah, yeah. just going goth and they're just flailing for any kind of wasn't it Slipknot something. with the Jesus complex? No, it was My Chemical Romance with, with the Jesus, Jesus complex. complex. Yeah, they're like they're baby metal. I think we stayed for about three songs and we're like, you know what though? If but we leave no. now, we beat the traffic. <laughs> and we did. We <laughs> got home totally in record time. God, we did that was a great show. Um. And individually, I saw The Midnight, which is a synth yeah, you really pop band. That show, I fucking you? loved that show. It was really good. They put on an amazing show here for it. I would definitely go see them again. Um, and individually, I went and saw Baroness. You did. I do need to get. More oh, it into was them, so though. good. I was actually kind of disappointed because they did an acoustic show at a record store in Poughkeepsie that I didn't get to go to. Oh, I bet that was amazing. And I would have loved to fucking see that. Yeah. That would have been fan fucking tastic. But I got to see their full show and it was fantastic. So Yeah. Happy about that. Good. Individually, I did see the Head and the Heart, which is probably is definitely. Oh, I not like them. Oh, you do? I do like them, yes. Their new album's garbage. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I like that one album though. The, like the, their first like two or three albums. Their first two albums are solid. Their third album's like, okay. And their fourth album, the newest one, is like Eh. Ripperoni, oh, no. and the lead singer definitely had a moment where he was like playing alone on this on the piano. He's like, you know, not all the songs make it to the album. I really like the song, but it just didn't make it. Which is like totally code for my bandmates didn't like this song, so I'm gonna sing it live. This was no voted out, it. and I'm like, the lead singer's fucking insufferable. But I do like the head and the heart. He seems and like they the do kind put of on a nice show where they don't play their recent music. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that like constantly leads with his dick, like oh, everywhere. He dances a lot. Yeah, like I feel, but also like all his dances, all his all his walks, everything is just like pelvis out. Like this is my dick. I have a lot of yep. skinny jeans. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm here Look for at the, my I'm beard. I'm not here for the lead singer. I am here for the rest of the head and the heart. But that was and a I good kind of, show, though. But They're I lovely. Kind of, I kind of feel like like there's the girl and yes. the other dude. Yep, the other guy who usually plays keyboards. Yeah, like they're good. Oh, they're great. And she plays fiddle sometimes. Yes. So good. And it's the the lead, quote unquote, lead dude that just needs to fuck off down the road because he's useless. Yeah, like, I'm not here for him. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. But, I mean, it was a really good show, and I'm glad I actually saw it. I didn't even expect it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to see you And I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, I guess we sh- we should also mention the Guar show. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Guar show was really fun. I had so much fun. And we got to go see it with Andy and Danny from... V-spot, V-spot yes. which was perfect. Like, that was a perfection kind of yeah. night where it's like, I got sprayed with blood. <laughs> and I was pee, with good people. And semen. Oh, we didn't really get the pee or the semen. We, we got everything. got the blood. Oh, we got everything. I, I The Upstate Concert Hall really blocked a lot of that pee and semen. <laughs> pee men. P. 
demon. But like it did. I I felt a little robbed of that, but I did get plenty of blood in my face and I was so excited. Their music's fun, their show is fun. If you can see Guar, fucking see Guar. Yeah. Also wear clothes you don't give a oh. shit about because they will be no, ruined. It all came out. Mine did not. Mine did. Oh, mine did not. Maybe it's because, I don't know, maybe it's cotton. I have I a nice know. ring of red around my boobs. I still shirt. have the Outnumber the Living band shirt, and it is in pristine <laughs> condition. Nice. Good. <laughs> wear it to the next Outnumber the Living show. Good for you. There you go. Ooh. I feel like we should also shout out Gangsta Grass for their mm. awesome show uh, back last fucking like January. Gee, oh, yeah, it's almost been a year. I think they're coming back this January and we should see them. Yeah. If you're in the Capitol District, look up Gangsta Grass. They usually come to Schenectady in January. They put on a fucking amazing show. That was show. a wonderful show. Yeah. Um, I would love to see them again next month. And if it's they something show up. you're never going to ever see again in your life. You're not. So you're not going to see another rap slash bluegrass show no, ever not. again in your you're life. Not. So you may as well just come to this show because it's going to be fucking awesome. If Gangsta Grass sounds familiar to you and you watch TV, they did the theme song for Justified. They did. And it was a really good that theme is, song. That is the only way I can relate them to pop culture. Yeah. Because I don't know shit about pop culture, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, no, gangs. Yeah, I mean. But we we had a good fun time. Good Mor- fun time. Good fun time. Miraculously met them at a bar in Schenectady after we watched uh, Lords of Chaos, which was a garbage, garbage movie. fucking movie. And you can hear about that this year from our gar- Lords of Chaos garbage review. Yeah. And then we went to their show a couple days later, and it was just a lovely fucking show. It's a it's a family good time. It's a, fam- a good time. It's a family time. You bring your family. You can bring your friends. But you can, can also bring a beer, bring and it will be just as yeah wonderful. No, they're fucking. I would. I really want to see them again next year. I yeah. really hope they come in January. But wow, when you say that, like, wow, it's a long ass time ago. But it wasn't. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Yeah. But at least we have more good shows coming our way next year. Yes. We're going to start off with Devin Townsend. And hopefully Gangsta Grass. And hopefully Gangsta Grass. So like January is looking positive. God, I hope it is. And we'll go from there. We won't Please. talk about that it's an election year. Please, Jesus. <laughs> Praise Jess. Let's all hope for good times. Yeah. And if you guys have anything like you want to add... What were your favorite shows this year? I would like to know um, other people's favorite songs and albums yeah. from the past year. Hit us up on so, the social meds because yeah. we got them. You can go to our Twitter at Rock Candy Pod. You can go to our Instagram at Rock Candy Podcast. Or just hit us up on Facebook, Rock Candy Podcast. Just Google it on the Facebook. That's not how Google works. Whatever. Google Face- it on the Facebooks. <laughs> Let it happen. I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just hit us up on social medias. You can email us at contact us at rockcandypodcast.com or just visit our website, www.rockcandypodcast.com. We have a lot of things. Just fucking Google Rock Candy Podcast. I bet we'll show up. We will show up at some point. We will. And you can comment. Let us know what you guys did this year. Uh, Let us know if there's something that we should look out for next year, like a show coming up to like upstate New York that we should throw ourselves at and see what's going on or maybe like an artist that you're really into if you have a band and you would like us to check you out we we will we can check you out yeah we'll check you out i mean i don't know we're going to be on that but we'll listen to you and we'll be like 
hey, you have a band. <laughs> nice. Cool. Good for you. And then also check out our network, the Pantheon Podcast Network. It is your one-stop shop as far as music podcasts go. They have a lot of podcasts that have to do with music. A butt-ton of podcasts yeah, yeah, that have yeah. to do with music. And you will find out tons of information beyond the bands and just deeper delves into albums, songs, and people basically, that inspired them. Basically, any genre of music you like, got it covered. Yeah. So please check out our network because we were pretty lucky to get picked up by one this year. Yeah, we so really we would like to thank you, Pantheon, for putting up with our bullshit. Why don't you leave us a review? If you're an iTunes listener, drop us a sweet five-star review because we're so amazing and yeah. you love us. And in your five-star review, you can tell us what music you like and we'll go listen to it. All right. There you go. And also, shout out to uh, Fredward Currency. Our, Our newest intern. research intern. Yeah, Fredward Currency. He put in a lot of work He this is episode. working very hard. He keeps a mental note of all the things that we like and listen to. Yep. And that's the only reason why we could come up with these lists. Yeah. Thank you, Fredward. <laughs> Thanks, Fredward. You're you, the best friend. We might let you have Christmas off. We're not sure. Yeah, no, get back to it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> and also, if you really want to give us a nice Christmas present, you can... Contribute to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can find it at patreon.com slash rockcandypodcast. We have a bunch of different levels that you can subscribe to. And you can get some swag and some bonus episodes and a shout out and some ringtones and all that good shit. And, yeah. you know, if you subscribe now, you can get a pretty awesome bonus episode for yeah. this month. Yeah. Our, uh, our December episode's stupid and ridiculous. It's stupid, it's ridiculous, and it's fucking fantastic. And so. you're, you'll be here for it, I'm sure. You're gonna fucking love it. Yeah. I probably. I hope so. If you think we're funny now. Oh my god, I hope you still think we're, we're gonna lose so many you're patrons. You're gonna hate us. Hey patrons, <laughs> thank you so much for being patrons and supporting us. You help us pay for our website and equipment, so we yes. appreciate you. Yes, you do. <laughs> like 100%. Please keep it coming. Please clap. Don't hate us. We're going to Jeb Bush you so hard this month. Please clap. Please clap. Man, all right. So I guess that's, man, that's the yearly roundup. We're going to be gone for a couple weeks. That's it. And it's Ashley's birthday. It's the fucking holidays. We need a little, like, nappy time. When we wake up from our naps, we'll 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 get you kids up. Oh, and that'll be our 100th episode. And we're oh going to start off oh my God. with a series. Oh, my God. And you know what our teaser is? We haven't had a heroin incident since Marilyn Manson episode. Since then. But you Guys, know what? Guys, buckle up for a heroin incident. It's a lot of heroin incidents. There's going to be a lot of heroin incidents coming for our series we might in have January to call, 2020. We might have to call it the heroin incident. I think we're going to call it the heroin incident. Oh and boy. that's your teaser for 2020. <laughs> Woof. But you know what? We went out of 2019 with... No heroin. No heroin. But we're going to start 2020 with all the heroin. Oh, there's going to be so much heroin, guys. Oh, God. Guys, so much heroin. Hooey. <laughs> but until then, visit our backlogs. Hit us up. Chat us up on social medias because now we'll have a little bit more time. And subscribe to Patreon. Subscribe to Patreon. Subscribe to Pantheon Podcast Network. Like, 
Hit you'll us be up. fine. You'll be fine you'll through be the fine holidays. For the holidays, there's so much going on. If you feel like you can't get through the holidays, just message us, and we'll on give you a stupid media, joke, and we will drunkenly respond. Oh my god, yeah, no, we'll see it and we'll get drunk and then we'll respond. Yes. All right, there you go. <laughs> so until next year, mm, party on Ashley, party on Maggie, and party on you crazy kids out there. Happy fucking holidays. Happy 2020. It's up to you now. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. What are you witches doing in here? (laughs) Satan.